Coming up on episode 79 uh, of For the Love of Guns. And one of the security officers said, um, can you show me what's in that pocket? And I looked down and I reached my hand in there and went, crap, I have my pocket knife in my pocket. But they were able to identify it with a bunch of other stuff that was in my pocket. I'm like, how the hell did you figure that out? Hey, everybody. Welcome back to Team Banch and episode 79 Oh, for the love of guns. My name is Jason Schaller, and it's my pleasure to welcome Robert Lupo to the show. Now, this is going to be a little different. Robert is a content creator, but he creates content around things to do in Orlando. Now, when we think of Orlando, we think Disney World, you know, all the theme parks, you know, golfing, dining, but we never think about guns, right? Well, he lives in the Orlando area, and he's a real avid shooter. Um, he's a shotgun shooter. We won't hold that against him, but I do like shooting shotguns. And uh, we're going to talk about, well, theme parks, you know, guns and theme parks, and things to do in Orlando, like, well, trap shooting, skeet shooting, and um, a little bit of sporting class. Now, before we talk to Robert, it's time to pay the bills, and this episode is brought to you by... Falco holsters. Now, Falco is handmade holsters. And no matter what you're looking for, maybe outside the waistband, inside the waistband, shoulder holsters, hybrids, and yes, even hand-carved holsters. They've got you covered. They'll hand make you a holster in 10 days. That's right, in about 10 days, you're gonna get a handmade holster made to your specifications. And what's great about them is it's for any gun, any budget, without sacrificing quality. That's right. They can cover just about any gun out there and maybe just don't have quite enough money for, you know, maybe a, a really high-end holster. You can still get like the mid-end holster and still great quality. Definitely check out Falco Holsters and use the checkout code BANSHEE to save 10%. Now with the bills paid, let's talk to Robert. Robert, tell me about your love of guns. Hi, my name is Robert Lupo, and I'm known on YouTube as The Orlando Wizard. Now, your channel is basically everything to do in Orlando, which I know the audience is probably sitting there going, all right, Jason, so this is a gun channel, and you're talking about everything to do in Orlando, so what the heck does this got to do with well a gun channel but we yep. were talking offline about yeah. the parks um you know florida has concealed carry permits mm -hmm. and you were talking a little bit about security at the parks and i thought that was really cool so tell people a little bit about what it's like to get into some of these parks and what happens when well you might forget to leave something in the car yeah, so um, on numerous occasions, people have tried to bring in knives and uh, firearms um, into the parks. And I would say almost all of those have been by mistake. And if you look up, uh, you know, a person arrested for attempting to bring a firearm into Disney, you'll see the news articles. In a nutshell, what happens often is somebody will have a, um, a firearm in their backpack and then they'll forget 
which makes you kind of wonder that you don't remember where your gun is. Um, yeah. um, the most common is pocket knives in, in your pockets. That's happened to me twice where I've gone up to security um, and then I'll realize at the last, oh, I have my carry knife in my pocket because it just blends in with everything else. And this, it's not for defense or offense. It's, 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 I use it as a tool, you know, opening up packages and so forth. So I have to walk back to my car and put it in there. Um, one time uh, I was walking up to security and when the security officer said, um, can you show me what's in that pocket? And I looked down and I reached my hand in there and went, crap, I have my pocket knife in my pocket. But they were able to identify it with a bunch of other stuff that was in my pocket. I'm like, how the hell did you figure that out? Um, but here's the caveat. If you have a concealed weapons permit, either Florida or one that's um, uh, recognized by Florida, and, and most are recognized by Florida, um, you show them your, your ID and your concealed carry permit. Um, and when I pulled out my license and my concealed carry permit, they said, hey, no problem. Just go put it back in your car. Now, people who have brought firearms by mistake in, um, one of the first things they'll ask you is, do you have a concealed carry permit? And if you do, you'll be asked very politely to go put it and secure it in your car. If you do not have a concealed carry permit, you're arrested on the spot. God, I mean, that, I mean, how embarrassing is it that, you know, maybe Donald Duck or Goofy's coming up and, and putting handcuffs <laughs> on you and, and pulling you away to Disney jail? I mean, you know, I could understand. Oh, it's not you know, Disney we jail. The police, they have police on site, at, you know, like Orlando police, and they'll walk up to you, handcuff you, put, them in, put you in the car and take you to jail. This wow. is not Disney jail. This is, this is you're going this to is jail jail. Uh, for you know, for having a concealed weapon without a concealed weapons permit, um, and that's happened numerous times. Um, the only thing I vote every time I go to the park, the first thing I, I, I'm like, I walk to my car. Oh, I'm gonna go to Disney Universal. I'm gonna go to SeaWorld. And the first thing I do is I pull my firearm out of my concealed area. You know, you know, I have multiple different you know firearms depending on um, how I want to wear it that day. And I and I'll put it before I, I start the car. I'll put it in uh, my locked console, um, and then when I leave the park, I'll recarry again. Um, but I always I'm like, so you don't forget because you know I have a you know I have a memory like a steel trap. It's old, rusty, and illegal in 38 states. So I can't trust myself to always remember if it's in a so like a lot of my carry holsters. Um, are so comfortable, I forget that they're in there, especially when I'm wearing, uh, carrying my pug, which is a 22 Magnum in my pocket. The pocket sheath, you know, uh, it feels like nothing. So often I'll, I'll, you know, I won't think about it. But I've yeah. never tried to bring a, a firearm into Disney, but that happens at Universal. It happens at Disney. And, you know, there's, there's no jokes about it. You, you better have a concealed carry permit. Or it's not going to be okay. So is this like a TSA checkpoint that you go through? I mean, it, they got like body scanners or so, I mean, I how mean, are they detecting this stuff? Well, they have uh, metal detectors. And, and the new ones that they have, like at Disney and at some other locations, um, actually do a full 
uh, like body scan. So you'll walk through and it'll alert on different parts of the body if it, if it identifies a weapon. It's, it's pretty high tech. So wow. it, I mean, it's that's... like, you know, um, uh, what was the, uh, the movie with Arnold Schwarzenegger where he, he has to go to Mars? What was that? Uh, Total Recall. Oh, the, uh, You're walking yeah, by Recall. the screen and it goes, gun, gun. <laughs> it's very similar. Uh, SeaWorld wow. has them and uh, Disney has them. So that's like no BS technology that they put in. No there. BS. Yeah. So, I mean, I, um, I'll walk through and they won't log anything I have, you know, and I got my keys and my phone and all that stuff. But, you know, I've seen people go, you know, like um, one guy in front of me, he walks in, he goes, do you have a pocket knife in your right front pocket? And they're like, oh, I do. And he goes, okay, go ahead and put it back in your car. So it's uh, the tech's there. Absolutely, the tech is there. Man, that that's just crazy. I mean, that's like because I'm th I'm envisioning like you know the TSA pull your wallet out, stand, do the body scan. But this it's so thing efficient is now. They just sit there and they have the two uh, uh, bearers. They said, in, I mean, people just walk, just walk through, walk through, and then there's a guy away from you with a thing, and he'll, I need you to come over here, and then you know just everybody else walks through so um it's not it's not like a metal detector where it goes beep you got metal i have tons of metal on me you know i got my watch on i got you know my keys and everything else um and it doesn't set it off but if it if it identifies something that could be a weapon it identifies it immediately it's pretty cool What's so funny is, you know, we, we hear of places where it's like, you you know, no guns are allowed and things like that. Typically, you would be arrested for um, trespass. You know, the parks are like, OK, look, you have a concealed carry permit. Look, you forgot. Go back to the car. Yeah. But if you don't have that permit, they're just letting the cops take you for an actual violation of law rather than. Absolutely. Trespass. Yeah, because you are now concealing a lethal weapon without a permit to do so. So that's, yeah, it's it's no mess around. It, it that's why if I have my pocket knife or something on me, you know, um, I have a knife that I absolutely love. And um, here in Florida, uh, switch blades and you know projectile blades where they come out and you yep, can bring them back in out the front. Yep. Yeah, those are those are legal here. Uh, so I have one that I I often carry in my pocket clipped on, and I I've been got with that. And the first thing I do, I, here's my driver's license. Here's my concealed carry. And then there's no questions. Please just take it back to your car. Now, what the cops would do is if you have your concealed carry, then you won't be arrested. Um, they'll just say, hey, you need to take it back. They can't trespass you um, without a trespass on you. So it, it's not like they can say, um, well, you're trespassing. No, because yeah. I was never trespassed before. And, you know, I'm not returning, but what they could do is initiate your band can't enter our property and we're going to trespass you. But um, I, I only see that happen with people being violent on uh, premises. Like it was a couple months ago when you had the two families at, uh, at Magic Kingdom yeah. uh, having a big fight. And I'm like, there's kids here. Surgery. What the hell's wrong with you? <laughs> you know, um, and both of those uh, both of those families were banned for life. And even if you're banned for life, you can get back in, but you have to do like a, um, uh, an email cam campaign and 
state your case. Um, like I, I know somebody, a friend of mine, well, a past friend of mine, um, was banned from Disney for life because she was carrying a bunch of stuff to come up to the counter and she had put like a Disney candy bar in her pocket, you know, and a bunch of other things. And when she was fishing everything out and putting it up on the counter, she forgot the candy bar. Mm -hmm. And so she was, she, they you know, said, well, you, you were stealing. So you are now banned from Disney for life. You know, and she had a, a full, you know, she had a, uh, a season pass and they, you know, you don't get that refunded and all that stuff. And she pled her case. She said, why would I steal a candy bar when I bought $300 worth of stuff? Yeah. yeah. You know, and, and the receipts there, right? She paid well over $300 for her stuff because I was running out of space and I put the candy bar in my sweater pocket. I completely forgot about it. And it was a mistake. And Disney sat there and said, okay, yeah, it's not like you walked out and that's, you know, that was all you had. You know, there's no yeah. question. He goes, yeah, your receipt shows you you were buying a ton of things. Why would you risk, you know, getting kicked out of Disney for a bloody candy bar? So she got yeah. her pass back. So it's not impossible that you better have a damn good reason. Yeah, it's funny because you think about it. It's like you buy enough stuff. She paid for enough stuff that that would have been the felony, right? Considering but, what she, it, all the things she bought, they should have given her a candy bar for free anyhow. Yeah, exactly. I mean, yeah, she she more than paid for that candy bar way, oh. you know, ten times over. Yeah, easily um, at at park prices. Yeah, but yeah. No, yeah, it's it, it, it it's funny because you don't think of that side of the parks, right? I mean, you think, okay, everybody just kind of goes there. I mean, we've seen we've seen the videos of fights in parks before. I mean, you had the 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 Family Feud a couple of years ago that was like the ultimate beatdown right there on Main Street. Um, How ridiculous. And you, you think about this and, you know, I mean, the last time I was at Disney World was 40 years ago. And oh I was goodness. there just a couple of months before Epcot opened. I mean, Epcot oh wasn't God. even open yet, right? Um, it was my 10th birthday. And, you know, I, I think of, you know, Disney World and stuff like that. You don't think of the things that go on behind the scenes, right? I mean, right. what happens if there's a fight? What, you know, I mean, how, how you, you know, you have the whole thing. It's like, okay, what, what are you going to have the, the, the characters come up and break up a fight? No, you're going to have, <laughs> you know, obviously there's security there. Um, you know, when I was there, I was, I, I did one of those behind the tour scene, you know, behind the scenes tours. Yeah. And there's like a whole network of tunnels underneath to get around. I mean, exactly. they can... They can disappear someone really quick out of sight to get something under control and out yeah. of the view of. Or you know, people can show up like out of the blue or like. Yeah, out of the blue. People show up. You know, so, you know, like security, you use a lot of the underground tunnels to quickly get to a location if there's a problem, because that way they don't have to stir up suspicion and have people chase them and follow them. Security is rushing. We must follow. They'll just yeah. appear at the location. Um, and they don't have to run through crowds and stuff like that. It's actually a brilliant system. God, we it, need to it, have you come out uh, if it's been that long. And uh, I'll put you on uh, on my show, uh, filming your responses to how Disney's changed so much since you last been here. Yeah, I mean, you know, that's, you know, 40 years has changed a lot. Um, Massively. I mean, I mean, that was, it, it's it's been crazy, 
you know, hearing the stuff that they've done since then, you know, my, my parents used to go there all the time every year for a vacation back when I lived on the East coast. And it was, you know, I, I used to hear from them about stuff that has changed. I'm like, I can't even, I can't even fathom that, that type of, you know, system, you know, yeah. like how, I mean, it's, I mean, how many parks is it now? Well, there's four uh, Disney parks. There's two water parks. Um, and they also own uh, ESPN uh, experience there. And then you have uh, Disney Springs. There's a lot. That's, and then like Universal yeah. has two parks and they have Volcano Bay. And then I think in about a year or so, two years, they're opening up um, another full-size park. And they're, wow. they've already broke ground and they're working on it. SeaWorld basically has... Um, See, uh, SeaWorld has um, Aquatica, which is their water park. And then they have um, another park, which for some reason escapes me, which is an all-inclusive thing where you can swim with dolphins. You can, you know, do diving and, you know, like underwater things where they have like the old-fashioned helmets, but they're lightweight and fiberglass. And um, it's, uh, you know, it, it's amazing. And then all your food's free for that day while you're there. But it's Man, expensive that's... to go in. It's like, you know, 150 bucks for the day. And and as a pass holder, that's with my discount. <laughs> wow. Wow. Yeah. But it's cool. Wow. I mean, it's, you know, you can go anywhere. All the food is free uh, except for alcohol. And then the, you know, the experiences, they're all included. It's, uh, yeah, it's very cool. Well, how, how many parks a year do you get the chance to go to? I go to all the parks all year round for my videos and everything. Um, like if you want to talk about favorite, so like I'll go all the way down to Bush Gardens because it's included in my SeaWorld pass. Um, I go to SeaWorld often. Um, they treat the uh, pass holders probably the best. You know, we have our own pass holder lounge with free sodas and drinks and um, a, a, a private menu or they'll bring the food out to you. Um, Bush Gardens was pretty fun, um, especially around Halloween. Uh, but I don't go there that often because it's so far away. It's out in Tampa. Um, I go to Universal, uh, probably more than anything. And that's because Disney has the reservation system. So there's time reservations are booked out months in advance. And as a premier holder, where I'm supposed to be able to go every single day without restrictions, I'm restricted. But, wow. um, I I just heard that it says Disney has a new CEO um, that that's going away within the first week or two of January. They're getting rid of the reservations. So, you know, I got to go report on this, but it cost me a bloody fortune in passes. Well, yeah. Well, that's, and that's the funny thing is, is it doesn't matter whether you have a gun channel, a makeup channel, a park mm -hmm. channel, you know, a lifestyle channel. People don't realize how much money it takes to actually run these things. You know, I mean, it, I know, I know what my overhead is. I can't yeah. imagine having all those premier passes to get into all the parks. Um, I mean, I'm monetized like you are, so I make I get money off of my YouTube channel for my views and everything. You know, and and a couple of my videos have gone viral, and that's helped me a lot. But the problem is, is the amount of money I get from YouTube does not even remotely yes. cover the cost that it uh, for all the stuff <laughs> um, 
uh, we don't do just parks, you know, with uh, on my channel. Um, I'll do um, escape rooms, uh, food reviews um, in downtown Orlando, um, all kinds of different things that happen in the Orlando area. And then on the outskirts, we'll go out to um, the ocean side. Like I'll do Candy Space Center, which is not in Orlando. Um, but I'm a, uh, one of the reasons why you and I were talking is because um, I'm going to be reviewing uh, Ski Trap and uh, Sporting Clays and Five Stand at my uh, at the local areas here and, and review those as well. Um, like uh, I take uh, uh, Sporting Clay lessons uh, every week on the weekends. Um, so I drive out to like Blackjack Sporting Clays, which is fantastic. And, uh, you know, I shoot a, uh, I have a, um, what is my shotgun? <laughs> uh, I have a, uh, a DT-10EELL uh, Beretta uh, shotgun over and under. Um, and I mean, and that, it's like. And that's a cheap, and that's a cheap shotgun too, right? No, that's $15,000 <laughs> for that shotgun. Yeah, I, I saw that smile. I'm like, he, he yeah, that's no. That's a very that, cheap that, shotgun. Oh boy, fifteen grand, and then um, and that doesn't include all the modifications I have on it. So I have a, a skeet barrel that goes on it, you know, um, and then my other barrel I use for traps, sporting clays, and uh, five stand. And then um, on my skeet barrel, I have all the inserts to go down to four ten, so I can do a full tournament on that. So that brings it all up to about twenty grand total. And, I mean, your, and, shotgun, your shotgun is worth more than some people's cars. Actually, it's worth more than my More car. than most cars. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it is. It, it's funny because people are like, you know, that's a lot of money to spend on a gun. But the uh, the Beretta DT-10 has won so many gold medals in the Olympics, you know. And then when I yeah. do the, uh, the tube inserts, I have to have all the um, uh, all the chokes for all the different inserts. I'm like, price. So, you know, right yeah. now I'm just using mostly modified chokes um, for uh, sporting clays. Because that's one of the things that was really cool when we were talking, because, you know, I'm thinking you go to Florida, you got Disney World, SeaWorld, you got all the parks, right? So that's the, the big thing, right? And then, okay, so you have food, right? Obviously, you can't go somewhere without food, which yeah. you also review. And then, you know, okay, so we got food, we've got the parks. People bring their golf bags, so they're thinking everybody's thinking golf. There's no one golf thinks everywhere, everywhere, and no one yeah. thinks, "Hey, I'm going to bring a shotgun and go shooting." Right? Yep. When you think when you think go to the Orlando area, that's like one of the last things that so, that's on your mind. I mean, you know, it's so funny. I know there's so gun ranges everywhere around here. So yeah, here in Orlando, um, we have uh, shooting indoor shooting ranges. Where you can shoot machine guns, fully auto mm -hmm. machine guns, right? Um, not horribly expensive. Like I've done it here and I've done it in Las Vegas, and it's actually cheaper here. Um, and then, so aside from the indoor ranges, we have outdoor ranges everywhere. And you'd be surprised that it's just a you know a bit of a drive out of Orlando proper to come to these you know sporting clay locations. And then if you want to bring um, a gun with you to Orlando. All you have to do is have it, you know, packed in a, a lockable um, uh, a case that you could submit uh, when you check in. So it has to be obviously checked in. Ammo, it can't be loaded and the ammo um, has to be in a separate container. So what I do is I take my, my gun case 
with my shotgun. Um, and then you have to declare it and then you open it up the case, you show the thing, show it's not loaded. Um, it's been declared. Then it goes on to check the luggage. And then I, I bring my ammo, uh, because I, I shoot, uh, a specific, um, like if I'm doing sporting clays, so all the things I do, sporting clays, uh, trap, skeet, and five stand, I all I have all my rounds at 1,200 feet per second um, because that helps train um, my lead on everything. Right. I know yep. how much of a lead I have at 1,200 feet per second. I'm there. So when you start mixing uh, 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 speed, sometimes you're going to be ahead, you're going to be behind. So I, that's where it is. So I'll bring my own ammo when I travel. And I'll pack it in my uh, uh, my checked-in luggage, and then my rifle's in its locked rifle case. So bringing a gun here isn't hard. This is a gun-friendly state. Yeah, that's just the funny thing is that you know I I never you know you always think the parks. I never think gun. You know, I know there's gun ranges everywhere in the United States, and then you know we got talking about you doing, you know, uh, sporting clays. Cause I love shooting sporting clays. Yep. I suck at it, but I absolutely love doing <laughs> it. Um, mostly I suck at it because I'm shooting a full choke out of a Browning auto five. Yeah. Um, you know, my, my, my sweet spot is the long shot. So you give me something short. I I'm screwed. Right. Yeah. Um, so, I don't so if you go with sporting clays and you're going to do sh like sh close up targets, um, uh, go to a skeet, skeet choke. For close-up targets, yeah. you'll have better success. And then once you start going medium range uh, to long range, I go to modified. See, and that's where um, you know, for me, that was a that was my father's hunting shotgun. So it was designed for, you know, bird hunting. Yeah. And and small game hunting back when we lived in Pennsylvania, and so that yeah, it just I these they're not interchangeable chokes. I just need I need to go get a new barrel for it so that way yeah. I can put interchangeable chokes in. You right. know, like like my Benelli, I I've got chokes. I just screw a new choke in and I'm ready to go. Um, yeah, it's shotguns yeah, is Benelli. I love Benellis. Yeah, I love I love my Benelli. Um, I really do. It's it's a great it's a great shotgun. It's never let me down. Um, it will beat the snot out of you. <laughs> um, it is. Is a little little rough on the shoulder. Yeah, my shirt and my I have two vests that I I carry. Um, so I, if I feel I'm getting beat up, I'll wear my my other uh, uh, sporting uh, vest, which has a gel pad right here on my right hand yeah. side. You know, but um, like with my DT10, I I really don't need it. You know, um, I'll get sore once I've you know shot like 200 rounds. You know, within a couple hours, then my shoulder's like you know we can stop. <laughs> That'd be okay. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, but I want to watch things explode. It's awesome. I and and that's the the you know I remember shooting sporting clays back when I was in the East Coast uh, in my squad. You know the the first half of the course was short shot. You know was close shots and I was missing them. And we got to the second half and you know I remember you know yelling pull and it was a it, the, you know the first the first bird came right over your head and uh, you know I'm sitting there and I'm just waiting because I, I see it going a straight line right out and I'm just waiting, 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 waiting. And finally I, you know, squeeze the trigger because it hits far enough out because I got that full choke. Right. And that pigeon just turns to dust. Right. So rewarding, now, isn't it? <laughs> I know. <laughs> and I, I remember come walking back and, you know, um, and it was, a, it was an on report. 
So the second one goes out and I'm just waiting, waiting, waiting. And then finally the thing, um, so I'm, I'm walking back and, the, and one of the guys in my squad, he goes, what are you shooting? And I go, well, it's a full, a full choke. He goes, that's why. Like all of a sudden it hit everybody in the squad. Like why I was missing the first half. And then suddenly everything I'm hitting is just, you know, when they hit it, it's like, you know, you, you see the, it break off into like three pieces, right? Mine just disintegrates in the air. Yep. And they're just like, yeah, that's, that's, that's impressive when that happens. Yeah. I love pulverizing the, the clays, you know, it's a lot of fun. It, it's, it is. You know, I love uh, target shooting. I mean, you and I talked about um, uh, how I picked up to access to um, XPs uh, yeah. during Black Friday at Bass Pro Shops. And I got a 308 and a 30 odd six because we're like, well, for reloading, I just have to buy one bullet, <laughs> you know, yeah. one type of bullet, you know. Um, and it's and the then, same you know, dice. It's yeah, just, it's the it's same just, dice. It, yeah. So, I mean, I love standard shooting. I have tons of pistols. You may fact, Black Friday, I bought five guns. I got a nine millimeter, two uh, 22s plus 22 Magnum uh, cylinders. And then I got the 30, uh, 308 and the 30 odd six access rifles you know and you and i were chatting about those but it's like i yeah. want to get out and shoot those um so i found that you know there's a gun club right down the street it's 25 yards but it'll let me shoot 308s so i'm going to take That's it down nice. there you know and and you know just making sure that i i have a a, a good scope mount on that you know so it's it's yeah, I mean, fun th those accesses they're there's just such a great deal i mean the, the glass on them is not the greatest, but you're not buying it for the scope, right? You're buying it for the package, and then you just up, you just upgrade it. Like, like every other gun, you upgrade it after you get it. Oh, yeah. And, uh, yeah, they're, they're, a great, they're a great shooting rifle, and for the price, you just can't beat them. Yeah, I mean, I, I think I paid $259 because uh, I'm a Bass Pro Shops club member, you know, with the credit card. So I paid $259 each for those. I'm like, well... I'm just going to buy two and it, it, it's less. There you are. There you Pros. go. Right. But yeah, I mean, yeah. I mean, if you think about it, you bought two rifles for cheaper than you could buy a pistol for or some pistols. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, my nine millimeter, I bought there, my Taurus nine millimeter came with three clips and it was 200 bucks. I'm like, how do I not find these? I mean, I have to. And then since I have a concealed carry, it means I get to take everything home that day. We going to pass the background check. So it was, I was like, I'm, I'm happy. And I got rebates on the pistols and um, on all three pistols. Yeah. It's, it's funny if you think about it because, you know, the market has been so hot for so many years you wouldn't think that there would be sales like this going on, but yet, you can get some awesome deals this year just picking things up. Well, it, it kind of makes sense because ammo's coming back. For yeah. the last couple of years, trying to find ammo at all was near impossible. And, you know, it's kind of one of the reasons why I don't go to gun shows that often anymore because you go to gun shows for deals. And I went to this gun show and they tried to charge me $25 per box of shotgun shells. And I'm like, are you high? These, yeah. are, these are, you know, I used to be, I would buy a flat of the, this exact brand 
for $75 and you want to charge me $25 a box, get stuffed. Well, it because it's funny when I talk to people in different areas of the country because ammo, ammo shows up at different times at different places, right? Um, you know, like, gosh, like a, a year or so ago, you couldn't buy shotgun shells here at all. Like, I mean, if you could buy some, you'd be great. And they would let you have like two boxes. Um, and so, you know, it's, I, you know, I'm, I'm like, I was talking to a buddy of mine. I'm like, I, yeah, we can't get shotgun. He goes, he, he, he was like standing in Walmart, took a picture and just sent a picture. It was like, they had like shelves of it. I was like, oh crap. Yeah. yeah. Well, you, you, that, that doesn't exist up here. But then. He's like, well, I'm looking for 308. I'm like, well, they're selling it by the case here. <laughs> it's just weird yeah. how different areas of the country have different things. But it seems like everything has calmed down now. And yeah, things are showing it. up. Still a little on the expensive side. Yeah, there, but there's some there's availability. Like, you know, so for like 306 is consistently like a buck six to a buck ten per round. Um, uh, so you, you turned me on to this great place to buy ammo, which is, uh, was it ammo seek? Ammo seek. Yeah. Yeah. Ammo seek.com. And, uh, I've already bought like a thousand rounds, you know, for shotgun and my 308. I bought 500 rounds of shotgun and 500 rounds of 308 and, uh, great prices. And you, and it, you got to kind of look around on that because, um, shipping, makes a big difference so i was like oh that's really cheap but this one that's more expensive per round uh is free shipping it's cheaper i'm saving yeah. yeah so you have to calculate it all out and it's it's really fun and and damn you for showing me that site well it's so funny because i, I was we were joking around i was like you're gonna be so mad at me because you maxed out all your credit cards just because you met me yeah yeah <laughs> yeah yeah i'm a i'm a bad influence on you yeah, but you're a great guy, so that's cool. <laughs> you know, it's like uh, I can't wait till we can, you know, uh, get together and go shoot. That's gonna be a lot of fun. Yeah, that'll be a lot of fun because that's the whole thing. Is uh, you know, I suck at long guns, um, and you know, I love shooting shotguns. They just, it's just not my thing. I'm a pistol guy, mm -hmm. and uh, it, it's always great to go shoot with someone who's got a special, you know, not a special specialty but that's that's their thing right yeah because then you get to you get to learn you know, i mean there's been so many people i've been out shooting with they're just like well i don't understand pistols i'm like oh man i'll i'll show you how to run a pistol that's easy yeah and they're, they're, you know it's just i always like to say that um i'm a pistol i'm a pistol guy that wants to be a rifle guy right? See, I love, i'm a rifle instructor guy rifles. who wants to be a pistol guy yeah so. See, oh, it'll just yeah. it'll just naturally work for the two of us. Yeah, you know, we'll, we'll get out and just have some yeah. fun. And but um, now talk a little bit about shotguns because you know some people shotguns are an enigma to them. So mm -hmm. for me, it, it took me a while. I mean, I've been shooting shotguns since I was you know ten years old. You know, I started shooting trap at ten, but it was yeah. always my dad that that did all the research. And you know, yeah, I did the reloading. But it was like, do this, do this, do this. I had no idea the understanding of the reloading. And I know you you reload shotgun as well. Yeah. I, so um, I have three reloaders for a shotgun. I have one that's set for eights, one that's set for a nine, and one that's set for seven and a half. You know, um, 
and then they're all you know all the uh each one of them is set to make sure that i'm propelling the uh, the pellets at 1200 feet per second and then on top of that i color coded so all my green shot uh, all my green shells um are uh or nines um all my red shells are uh eights and then my seven and a halfs are black shells so i don't even have to look at my reload box i open up it's green it's red it's black i know exactly what it is and and the exact speed so it i don't have to you know people are like i gotta mark the box oh what if i'm wrong i just color code it it makes it so much easier or, or, or you know? drop or you drop two boxes huh? right? or you yeah. or you have two boxes and you drop them well, and which the, one's know, which at that point? Yeah, you yeah. marked the box, but you didn't mark the shell. Yeah, and honestly, um, my favorite shells for reloading are uh, Winchester Double A's. Um, yeah, that's mine too. It, they they reload over and over again. So um, some some shells, I might get one or two reloads out of them before it it, it gets compromised. Uh, but I mean, I've reloaded my Double A shells like ten times, and they're in perfect shape. And I, and after ten though, I normally you know you, you can start after that. I'm like, all right, now I'm I'm gonna get rid of You're it. Right normally, it. what happens? What breaks first is the fold at the top. So yeah. when that breaks, that's it. The shells used. Yeah. Well, it's funny because uh, I mean, even in the, the uh, Winchester Double A's, I've put one ounce slugs in them. I've loaded slugs yeah. into those things. Absolutely. And. I mean, it's just that they will take everything that I throw at them. Um, you know, it took me a while to, you know, to relearn that, that knowledge that I had lost when my father died about understanding the wads in the shell because you need, you know, is this a straight shell or is it, a, you know, the, the taper of it yeah. and, you know, the, the different wads and stuff like that. And then learning the shot sizes, right? Like you were talking nine, eights and seven and a halves. Um, yeah. I'm so used to shooting seven and a half that that's just what I bought. But yeah. then, you know, I think of, you know, when I started learning how to shoot shotguns, that would be, you know, uh, be early eighties, um, you know, late seventies, early eighties. I'm starting to sit there and I'm thinking, you know, we only, we didn't have three inch magnums back then. Now you got like three inch magnums and there, I mean, there's so many things that shotguns, you know, it's not a it's not a FUD gun anymore, right? I mean, there's a lot of science that's going into these damn things. Yeah, exactly. I mean, it, into the ammo, into the shotgun. I mean, it's just it's crazy. Absolutely. You know, um, yeah. Uh, talking a little bit more about shells for a second here, and we'll go back. Mm -hmm. um, so Winchester Double uh, A does red and black uh, shells predominantly. So the other shell that I um, I'll reload is Remington's because they're green, and they actually load really well. Um, I often won't get as many um, rounds out of uh, a reload off of the Remington's, but it's pretty close. You know, um, so th the science behind shotguns is it's interesting because the thing that it's always turns me on the most about things is the science behind it. You know, like wine making. It's not the wine that excites me. It's the science behind the wine. The yeah. fact that a single degree in temperature difference changes the flavor of the wine. So yep. that's what excites me, not because someone's getting drunk. Uh, so with shotguns, you know, understanding 
the barrel length and the different chokes to use and when to use those chokes and you know whether it's an over and an under or a side by side or if it's pump or if it's a semi-automatic um and the whoever made it also has a big bearing on how well it shoots you know um it's like uh the uh cold uh uh, where they called it not cold weld, but the um cold tempering of the Benelli shotguns on the barrels. Um, and the and then they have that chevron uh pattern on the automatics that gives you yep. almost no recoil whatsoever. Um, and then you you look at the hard wood stock ones that just want to blow your shoulder into next week. Yeah, you know, you can't skimp and save. Um, you know. So like one of my first shotguns I ever had that I was shooting skeet with uh, in a competition was um, a Mossberg uh, over and under. And it, it had crap for a pad and I had to put a, a, um, a, a, a pad cover over it to give me more padding because it was just blowing my shoulder out. And, and that would shift it. So the accuracy was horrible. And I ended up selling that to somebody uh, for a lesson. I paid for it, obviously. You know, and then um, because I, I finally got my good shotgun, which was, you know, um, my uh, over and under uh, EELL, you know, uh, and the, your game changes. So, you know, if you want to get into competition shootings, you need to have a good shotgun, you know, and with shotguns, um, what you pay is often uh, in comparison to how well that performs. You know, you can't buy Joe's shotgun and expect it to perform as good as a Benelli. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I've been making shotguns for almost two weeks now. And uh, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, it, it's funny because um, out here, well, actually in Idaho is uh, Nemo. Um, they make AR-15s. They were the first ones to make a uh, 300 win mag AR-15. Uh, they used to be in Montana back when they, when they did that. Uh, they moved to Idaho and um, I used to have a lot of Nemo stuff because when I was a gun dealer, they were a Montana company. So, you know, obviously I want to help out the Montana companies. Um, I was talking to them on a problem I was having on an AR from, you know, back in the day. And, um, you know, and when I was talking to them, they're making shotguns now. And I'm like, wow. That's an interesting crossover, right? I mean, yeah. um, you know, Nemo is like new, N-E, it's something like something new engineering millennial ordinance or something like that, right? Or um, military ordinance. So you think military ordinance, okay, you know, they're working on the ARs, but man, why did you guys go to shotguns? And, you know, I was looking at their shotguns. They're beautiful shotguns. And I'm looking at the price going, yeah, I can't afford one of them. What I was mean, the price? They rate? didn't. Uh, you know, they're they're not a they're not in the. They're, I think they're in the six to eight thousand range. I mean, not bad, but. Yeah. I mean, you know, they didn't they didn't come out to compete with Mossberg, right? Yeah. <laughs> they're not they're not competing with the Mossberg five hundreds or the uh, or the uh, you know the Remington eight seventies. I mean, they're they're coming out to start knocking away at. At that, you know, at, at Beretta, that, Benelli, that yeah. Beretta, yeah, they're starting to knock those things out, and they're, and, you know, they're a nice over and under shotgun. And I'm just like, wow, that's such a different 
thing for a company that makes ARs. Yeah. Um, uh, makes you wonder about, you know, how they got into it, but they, you know, I would love to maybe, shoot one, you know, and, and oh, you know, totally, to totally want to shoot play. them. Totally want to shoot them. And, um, I am totally going to hit them up at shot show in January. Yes. To, uh, cause I want to, I want to, I want to see one of these things in person. Cause it's, yeah. you know, it's like they got all the nice engraving and stuff, but let's face it. That's lasers. Now it's not like it's hand engraved, but I want to, I want to, I want to like actually feel one. Right. Right. And, and see what it's, see what it's about. Um, but yeah, I, I like what you say about that. Cause you're not going to, you're, you're not going to go. I mean, you know, we got a lot of, we have a lot of firearms coming in from like Turkey, right? Um, they're not bad firearms, but they're right. not, you're not going to take a Turkish shotgun and go compete in sporting clays on, on the professional circuit. Yeah, you're 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 not winning a gold medal at the Olympics with that. Yeah. No, I mean that's that's great for the 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 casual shooter or the first shotgun to go start learning with. But that's once you start moving up in that, you're you're starting to look at. I mean, you might go from one of those to a Stoger, right? Because let's say this: a Stoger is a Benelli, just not quite a Benelli, right? Still still a Beretta yeah. company but not quite a Benelli. Then you, then you start looking at going into your Benelli's, your Berettas and things like that. I mean, it's so funny. I have a, a buddy of mine here in Helena that loves Beretta shotguns. It's like absolutely a Beretta shotgun, you know, fan. And I'm like, when I first met him, like, gosh, what, 15 years ago, almost 15 years ago, I'm like, really a Beretta shotgun? And yeah. then I saw one and I'm like, Ooh. Yeah. Okay. These are these. This is not. This is a no BS shotgun, right? That's awesome. So, yeah, you're definitely going to start going up in that class. I mean, I, I think about when I started shooting trap at when I was, you know, when I was, you know, ten years old, and I'm shooting with that 870 Wingmaster that I still have today, um, with an 18 inch cylinder bore <laughs> barrel on it. The, the people throwing the targets hated my ass because half my pellets are hitting the hitting the house. Um, <laughs> so I mean, but, so like when I play trap, you know, if you, here's the house, um, I'll I'll just aim. I have my five spots and I'll aim just like a foot underneath, right? And then, pow, pow, yeah. you know. So I'm I'm breaking targets after it's left the house, maybe you know three or four feet, and I'm I'm pounding them. You know, it's. Um, yeah, no trap is fun. Trap until this you start guy. going into doubles, you know, where they're and I'm like, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, and that's that's the thing is that you know when when I learned, the technology has changed so much. I mean, yeah. when sporting clay, what sporting clays came out, what mid '80s ish, somewhere around there. Um, it was like, I, I don't get this because, you know, I was a trap person. Um, I could, I can't shoot, I can't shoot skeet to save my life. That game is just way too fast for me. Um, right. I mean, you got to know your leads really well to shoot skeet. Well, there's ways to um, cheat. <laughs> there are. There and are. I don't mean illegal cheating. It's just, um, uh, I couldn't shoot skeet at all until I, you know, took some lessons from a champion. 
and he was explaining to me where to hold and why to hold there and you know and at what point should you move you know and and it increased my game like overnight with he goes after that first lesson i was hitting twice as many clays as i was before that lesson wow and i was, that was and a good return on money yeah oh, it was great it was absolutely great and i was like still hard because i mean they are moving like lightning and i'm older now <laughs> so i don't move yeah. as, well as i used to um but uh yeah it it uh it, it people say oh, i can just watch a video and do this i'm like no you can get ideas from a video you need somebody there watching what you're doing wrong to help correct you and without somebody See, specifically there watching how you shoot you will not you'll not get better do you see that? That's why I love shooting with people from different disciplines, right? Because you get a completely different point of view. You know, I'll take everything I know about a pistol yep. and try to put it into a rifle. It doesn't. Okay. It's a semi-automatic. I understand. I understand the firing sequence and stuff like that. I understand sights, but there is just as much science. There is art to shooting that yep. go into a shotgun. It's the, it's the same thing. Um, you know, I'll learn something from somebody else. I mean, I can, I can point, I can point a shotgun and squeeze the trigger. It's just what happens when those pellets make it downrange. That's yep. the difference. Yeah, people don't understand. They're like, "Oh, this will be easy. It's a whole crowd of pellets. I should be able to hit anything." And I'm like, "You understand that to destroy a clay uh, pigeon, like at seven and a half, you need like two to three pellets to strongly hit it to to kill it." Um, and I'm like, you have a whole little handful of pellets there. How come you didn't kill it? I'm like, yeah, it's, it's, the pellets give you an edge, but it doesn't fix it. You know, it doesn't yeah. make it like, you know, <laughs> unlike personal defense, you know, you have a, you know, double odd buckshot and the thing, you just got to point in the direction. If you don't yeah. hit the guy, you're going to scare the shit out of the guy, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, there, there's a difference between shooting double lot buck at, you know, six to ten feet than shooting, you know, seven and a half, you know, 20, 30 yards out. Yeah, that's a completely different thing. Yep, yep. You know, that's why I use different sizes. I know people who play skeet with seven and a half uh, um, pellets. And, you know, so I used nine for skeet, I used eight for trap, and I used seven and a half for um, sporting clays, you know, and that's that's my lineup. But there's times, uh, depending on the target, you know, when you look at it, like I'll be on sporting clays and I'll switch to number nines or number eights um, because I want that pellet mix, you know, and um, I've done my hybrid uh, things where it's a combination of seven, eights, uh, seven and a half, eights and nines, you know, uh, as a mixed bag when I'm reloading. So I'll get a little bit of everything in there. Um, I don't like doing that. That just, that never quite works out the way you want it to. Well, it's, it's kind of like, I mean, thinking about cleaning guns, you know, you have oil and you have, um, clean, solvent. right? Solvent. Yeah. And then you have CLP, right? It's like, it, it, you know, doing that mixed bags like using CLP, it'll work. It won't work as as good as 
you know, the, the solvent will be as good as solid solvent and the oil will be as good as solid oil. Right. Yep. Exactly. I mean, it, it, it's a, it's a trade-off and that trade-off might not be the greatest thing in the world. So just a quick side uh, flash. Have you ever tried using Amsoil's gun cleaner and oil? Uh, I no, I have not. Um, gosh, I was I just had a bottle here. The one thing I I I, I had switched over. So I, man, I was like a Hops Nine person since I was a little kid, right? Yeah, me too. Um, so and I'm looking over at my other bench there, and I see a bunch of of the old like Rem oils and Hops Nine bottles and stuff like that. Um, I had used uh, Lucas. Um, when I was in FFL, Lucas had sent me a bunch of bottles of their stuff. I liked it, but not the Amsoil. Um, I'm using right now, I'm using a combination of stuff right now. Let's see here. I'm using a combination of this stuff, um, real avid that I just started playing with. And then, um, another company that I use is, um, um, Crap, look at Aegis. A, uh, uh, the stuff from, you know, Aegis. It's Aegis. Uh, Aegis Gun Care. Um, I like their stuff because their oil is actually heavier than water. Yeah. So okay. when, when the, like when the basement here flooded um, this year, I had one of my SIGs was in my gun bag and it sucked up a bunch of oil and it actually, um, rusted it and i got on the phone with rod who is the owner of that company and i'm like man i know at your previous company you used to do this stuff and he walked me through it and that stuff took that surface rust right off oh that's awesome so um but yeah i'm kind of i i haven't played with the amsoil but I, I i like i mean i like the whole idea of the amsoil being the full synthetics and stuff yeah, um, if you get a hold of it, I'd like to get your opinion. I have some here, and I kind of like it. Um, it's supposed to be an all-in-one, but I figure it, uh, it, it's far more uh, an oil than it is a, a cleaner. Uh, so to me, I'll use it as the only process because it really, really covers and, and embeds into you know into the metals. And so, I mean, it's like fantastic, and it's a great synthetic. Um but I need, you know, when you're doing shotguns, so like with a rifle or a pistol, I can put something on a cloth and psh, 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 for the cleaner. Right. With a shotgun, you're going to spray down the tube and let it sit for a while. So I can really just kind of gather it up and then you're going to run a snake or a solid bore through it. Um, I always run snakes because it has a little bit of that copper um, yep. uh, or brass uh, uh, pull, th you know, um, uh, rake through. Um, so I, I just like the, the snake, but... Um, for for a shotgun, you really need a spray. You need to spray it into the barrel, um, where everything else you don't necessarily have to do that. You know. Yeah. No, I I've been and it's so funny because, you know, like I said, I, I hops nine forever, right? Yep. I used to have um, when I was black powder shooting all the time. Yeah. So hops nine with hops nine oil or rem oil, right? Those those were the 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 two things. Um, <laughs> and then gosh, about, well, that stuff's probably about eight years, eight years ago, I got that stuff. And that's when I started going, you know, technology has changed. 
Um, and I started using that stuff and I'm like, I, I really like, I really like this. Um, and then I also like not like stinking the house up with hops nine, right. And getting high <laughs> off that stuff. They're like, um, yeah, it works good though. Well, hops nine works great, you know, but it does very smelly. But, well, and that's the, that's the thing is, is, you know, I, I, I remember being on a, a, a panel one time for a podcast and, and I go, all right, how many people, if I say hops nine right now, how many people know that smell can smell it right now? Right. And everybody's like, yeah, like, yeah, we all grew up on this stuff. We know exactly without even opening a bottle, you just say hop, not hops nine and you just know what that smell is. You can smell yep. it. Um, this stuff now, like, uh, this stuff from Aegis is in a spray bottle. Um, I love it. Um, it, it almost smells, it almost smells like a kind of like a, a heavy duty glass cleaner is what it kind of smells like. So it doesn't like fume up the house and it's also like, it's non-toxic. Um, and, uh, it, this stuff is so good at carbon, like on our, um, wood stove, when the glass gets really smoked, I spray it on that and I'll, I'll clean the carbon off the, uh, off the glass. Um, so, and, and then like this stuff from real Avid, actually some of this stuff smells like, um, kind of like cologne, like men's cologne. So it's yeah. like, this stuff has changed to, to the point where it's like, you know, when I clean a gun now here in the studio, I don't have my wife completely, you know, screaming about <laughs> the smell of hops nine. Right. Yeah. Um, I mean, there, don't get me wrong. There are, there are some times where I will get a gun that's just really bad. And yeah, it's, uh, it's, it's, it's going to go into hops nine cause it needs some really intense care. Yeah. But now this new stuff that's coming out, it's, it, it's a lot more friendly. I mean, you know, uh, my wife jokes around, she, you know, she's like, I, do you smell gas? No, I don't smell gas. She goes, well, you don't smell shit anyway. Cause I mean, it's, <laughs> it's all those fumes from a kid, right. From cleaning guns. Um, but no, I, I, I like the new stuff that's coming on the market because, you know, now, you know, when I started working with, with the Aegis stuff, he starts talking about, you know, this is now talking about, we're now talking about molecular bonding of your oil. Yeah. Yeah. And we, you're what AMS oil does is it, it yeah. bonds to the metal um, and just makes a spectacular surface. Yeah. It, yeah so I, well, and the thing is, is not all of the oils do that, you know. No, um, they'll no. lube it up, but it wears off and it gunks up really quick. And, you know, you get some of these that bond to the metal and it's game changing. Game yeah. changing. Yeah, it's it's crazy. Like, um, I'm going to grab this bottle right now because I can see it. Um, so this is the, the new stuff from Aegis. Um, this, ha this has tungsten IFWS2 disulfide in it. They're the only ones that have it. Um, and this stuff, it's so funny because I remember talking to Rod about it. I'm going, okay, uh, what the hell does that mean? All right. And he starts talking about, uh, you know, coefficient, you know, of friction and stuff like that. And he goes, uh, they're the only ones that have this in there. And they have like, he, he's calling it, we have the slickeriest oil out there. <laughs> 
I'm like, you know, how'd you come up with that? He goes, someone actually came up with that for us, one of my customers. Um, we we need yeah. to get a bottle of AMS oil in your hands, you know, for gun cleaning. And I would love to see you do a review between the two of those. See, because I was actually thinking, you know, because being here in Montana, being cold. I mean, you used to live in Bozeman when you were a kid. You know how cold it gets here. Um, yep. I live in I was, I, It gets really cold. Well, yeah, that's right. So, yeah, you're you're the only person I know that can that can say that has lived in every single state for what at least two weeks, right? Yeah, I, I've been in every state for at least two weeks. You know, not just so, flown in, flown out. Yeah, you know, and I've been from Vancouver, Canada, to New Brunswick, Canada. Oh, there you go. All across so, Canada. I was thinking I, I'm trying to come up with a way because uh, I mean, right now it's in the 20s. Right now, I think next week we're supposed to drop down to single digits again we're at i'm trying to figure out currently <laughs> yeah yeah i know well, well it's gonna be so funny because you know it, in the winter time you're like hey yeah it's really nice here in the summertime i'm gonna be like dude it's I'm dying in the summer. <laughs> yeah. so i'm trying to figure out how to test all this stuff in the cold weather here because i would love to test multiple oils just yeah. in the cold well let's talk you know offline like we always do and let's come up yeah. with like a game plan for that because i would love to see that and i mean here where it's warmer weather but um i have a higher humidity we could do the exact same test to see how it uh how the oils run in in hot humid weather and just yeah, and, and say this is an all-around good oil because it performs well in cold and in hot humid weather because the humidity absolutely affects it yeah well, that's like I had guns that were in gun safes on the East Coast that I didn't do my maintenance, right? I'll admit I didn't do my maintenance. And then two years later, I pulled a gun. Went, oh, crap. Um, yeah, this 3030 Winchester is going out for refinishing. Um, yeah. And oh, wait, yeah, I can't re-blue it because of the nickel content. And it's going to be ca color case hardened. Um, totally, you know, humidity will kill guns. Absolutely. And that's the problem we have out here in Florida. So, yeah, so, yeah we're going to we're gonna have to come up with an experiment, do the yeah. cold versus hot. And, yeah. And, uh, and find, you know, find that one oil that works perfect for, you know, for yeah. both. Yeah, we'll do that. that. If you're watching, that will be another show later on. Today. Yeah. <laughs> look, look for look for a video between the two of us where we do a collaboration. Yeah, well, we, we were trying to—we were totally trying to figure out a collaboration video. Yeah, yeah. Aside from this one, um, I'm going to be uh, because I'm very much into sporting clays. Uh, I'm going to be—I want to do some uh, testing of uh, different shotgun products, you know, for uh, clay shooting, um, and uh, share that uh, that info with uh, with Banshee. And uh, yeah. you know, we'll have a nice little collaboration going here. But it, on my on my channel. Um, I am going to be doing some comparisons to the different sporting clay locations out here within driving distance and kind of telling you, you know, the best one to go to and check out. And then um, I'll also kind of tell you um, uh, about some of the close, close into Orlando shooting ranges, you know, for pistol and rifle and machine guns and kind of tell you, you know, wait, what's going to give you the best bang for your buck. See, you need to go rent a, a machine gun. And do a YouTube shorts with a machine gun. You would kill with that. 
you would you would absolutely get a lot of views on that. Where's my where my channel go? <laughs> of course, yeah, of course, yeah. There there is the there there is the the uh, you know the YouTube gods may uh, may not shine upon you very happily yeah. about that too. Exactly. Um, <laughs> um, yeah, we've been going for an hour now. Um, how can people find you? Well, you can find me on YouTube at uh, search for the Orlando Wizard, or you can do uh, youtube.com slash the Orlando Wizard, no spaces, and that comes straight to my channel. And I'm there for theme parks, food reviews, uh, all kinds of fun things to do in Orlando. Um, but I have other things in there like, you know, uh, haunted house reviews, lots of haunted house reviews during October and so forth. Um, and, uh, escape rooms, a little bit of everything. Awesome. And now well, sporting clays. <laughs> and, and for everybody that's either watching or listening, I will have the links down in the description for you. So if you are listening to this and you're driving, don't try to pull out a pen. Don't try to type on your phone. I just come back and look at the, uh, at the description, we'll have all the links right there for the Orlando Wizard. And you know, just wrapping up, I like to do a little thing. It's just a, it's a quick game. It's just a, a speed round. Five questions, this or that. Well, four questions, this or that, and then one that makes you think. So, would you rather have twelve gauge or four ten? Depends. 12 gauge um, for skate trap and sporting clays because it's a lot easier. 410 for home defense and, and personal defense in my Taurus judge. Oh, and, there, and there that's you go. Filled with, and, and I would use protection rounds on that, which is a conical bullet and a couple of uh, double odd buck. So, yeah, depends on, it depends on what I'm going to use it for. Okay. For hearing protection, muffs or plugs? Electronic plugs that are molded to the side of your ear. Yeah, you uh, just got probably, a new. You just got a new set. You're. I just on. ordered a new set exactly, and they should be. I was told they might get them before Christmas, so I'm excited. Um, the problem with muffs is that uh, for pistol shooting, they're fantastic. For, for rifle stock, shooting, yeah, huh? yeah, for rifle shooting, <laughs> they get in the way, and shotgun shooting, they get in the way. So um, <laughs> inner ear electronic. See, for here, I like to wear the, um, you know, the interior electronic, but um, being winter, <laughs> I go with muffs because it gets cold Future out. Years, yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, so for a pistol, would you rather have a revolver or a semi-auto? Semi-auto, 100%. Nine millimeter or 45? nine millimeter because it's easier uh, as a concealed weapon it doesn't have the impact of a 45 but um it doesn't have to be big and i have far more rounds there you go and for your thinking question you can only have one length of shotgun barrel for the rest of your life what length would you choose hmm. wow that's a good question. Um, and let's just assume it's 12 gauge. Um, like a 32 inch barrel. Okay. Awesome. 
Well, man, thank you so much for joining me today, man. It was, it's been a lot of fun. It's, you know, we, yeah. we always get together and, and chat and we always have a good time. And I thought the audience would just absolutely love yeah. to see. We talk almost daily, actually, you know. Yeah, we do. Weekends, you know, I you know, know that's, that's the funny thing. Yeah. Well, and then I get, I'll get a, I'll get a call like, Hey man, I'm standing in line. Uh, they're having a sale on rifles. What caliber? <laughs> like, well, wait, I did on, on Black Friday, yeah. I, you know, or actually the day before Black Friday. I, I, I was like, yep. "What should I get?" Because I'm going to buy two rifles. And in your and I said I was looking at a 308, and he goes, "Get a 30 odd six. You use the same bullets, you know, and one has a better range." And I was like, "And I said, and the ammo has to be available <laughs> everywhere." And he goes, "Yeah, both of those rounds are readily available." So that's what I bought because you know your stuff. <laughs> well it, it's just, it was just so funny to, it is like dude i i i'm i'm like in line i'm gonna go buy a yeah. gun uh, what what do i buy i'm like yeah. well, what do you mean go buy you haven't thought about this screw it everything's on sale what do i buy <laughs> yeah everything one of everything yeah i mean like the, i got here the, the two pistols i bought the revolvers because i love revolvers but you know not for personal defense uh necessarily except for my tourist judge um, the revolvers I bought were heritage, uh, 22. So they came with an extra cylinder. So it's one cylinder, 22 long rifle. And the other one is 22 Magnum. And after rebates, they're $99 each. And I was like, well, I kind of have to. Well, <laughs> yeah. It's funny. Cause when I was in FFL, I used to sell a crap load of those things because they were cheap. They were fun. And you could get the two cylinders. Yeah. I mean, it's just like awesome i mean it was like it was a great all-around little gun just to go have some fun with and they look cool they look really they cool they you know, do. and i have a whole i have a holster um i have uh two revolvers uh that my father left me when he passed away they're matching remingtons and they're all chrome with uh simulated um uh, ivory uh handles and in one configuration um, they're black powder. And then the other configuration, they're Colt 45 longs. And, uh, you know, I had a, uh, custom, uh, uh, um, um, belt and holsters made up for it. Cause I, I was going to do cowboy shoots. So it would, and they were custom made for those with, you know, 45 longs on, on the thing. So, um, and I love them. I absolutely love them. So it's not that I don't like revolvers. I love revolvers. Um, but they're a pain in the ass to reload if you have to do it fast. <laughs> you yeah. know, where with my with my nine, you know, I have a my primary carry is a nine millimeter uh, Smith and Wesson performance shield. You just press the button, clack, and now boom, boom, another fifteen well, rounds. You're, you're like me. You're you're kind of a lazy shooter, right? Yeah. You get got to work at it too much. I'm gonna go find another. I'm gonna find something else, right? Yeah. Like um, black powder scares the hell out of me right uh, it just does i don't know why it just does i I've, I've seen too many you know youtube videos of chain fires of uh of black powder revolvers and stuff like yep. that even though they're very rare but it happens it just scares the hell out of me right yeah but on the other side is i don't have a whole lot of patience of yeah you know I'm well just, i was doing just i got into thing. black powder because i was doing civil war reenactments you know, so, you know, I had my Hawkins rifle and I had um, my black pist, uh, like black powder army and navies. And then I had uh, 
um, a dragoon, which actually held more powder in each chamber of the cylinders than my rifle used. Uh, you know, I mean, it, oh, it, I mean, there's buffaloes engraved on them for a reason. They used to hunt buffaloes with this pistol. <laughs> you know, no, it's a Colt Walker. You know, um, I had a dragoon as well, but my Colt Walker, that is, you know, the pistol weighs five and a half pounds, unloaded. And um, it's it uh, is actually one of the most powerful handguns ever made. It actually has um, a 35 better penetration than a 44 Magnum. God, think that's about crazy, that. right? I mean, oh, that's it, just crazy. It, it's crazy sauce, and I and I never filled the, the cylinders with max powder. Um, but in Civil War reenactments, it's such a belt of flame and powder and boom yeah. that I could I could aim at the at the other side, pull the trigger, and three people would fall down. So <laughs> 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 I was like, they're not falling. Yeah, they'll fall now. If anything, the percussion's going to blow their eardrums out. Oh my goodness, it it it, it, it was crazy. And um, black powder is just so much fun to shoot, but. There is always that worry about a chain fire. I've seen them several times um, when we're shooting blanks, and and you don't even want to think about it when you have live rounds because it's just going to fragment and just tear you up. Not a good thing. Absolutely. Well, man, thank you so much for taking some time to join us today. It's been it's been absolute fun just sitting here. Yeah, just kind of we got to do more of these. Yes, and yeah, absolutely. <laughs> All right, cool. man. So for everybody in the audience, remember, I got the links down below to go see the Orlando Wizard. Um, he's got some great stuff on his channel. I, you know, I was watching some of his videos just the other day about, you know, roller coasters. You know, what do people think about roller coasters and coming off? And I'm just like, you know, I, I just don't even think about that, you know, and because you were talking about like, um, um, uh, Space Mountain, the difference between Space Mountain between Disney World and Disneyland. Like, Big the Disneyland one is smoother. Yeah. yeah, Disneyland is wonderful. Nice and smooth, gorgeous. Um, they changed, you know, everything up uh, audio and visually. And Space Mountain in uh, Disney World is um, is trying to beat you to death. <laughs> um, so, yeah, it's a big difference. Um, I do a lot of stuff for people who have motion sensitivity uh, people with special diets. Um, so if you have claustrophobia, you know, I have a whole section just specifically for that. And awesome. uh, with roller coasters, some some you can't ride and some you can. So, you know, we try to take care of everybody. But thank you awesome. so much for the opportunity to be on your show. I really appreciate it. Yeah, man, I appreciate having you on and just catching up and just BSing. Yeah. Awesome. I had a really great time talking to Lupo. I mean, when he says we talk every day, we talk just about every day. Uh, at least every weekday we talk, and we'll talk guns, we'll talk all kinds of stuff. But definitely go check out the Orlando Wizard. Um, it's just really cool. You know, I, like I said, it's been 40 years since I've been to Disney World, and I go to watch his stuff, and I see all the new stuff and what's going on there. So that way, if one day I actually get back down there, I'll know exactly where to go and definitely check out his channel for the future because he really is trying to work in some gun content for you especially shotgun content because that's that's really his discipline and um, well and when he talks about the stuff he's learning you just wonder like wow there's more to this than just you know pulling a 
shotgun up and squeezing the trigger and a clay pigeon goes off. So definitely go check out the Orlando Wizard. Links down below. Now before we leave, we have the product of the podcast. And today it is right here. The Punch Master Set from Real Avid. Now, if you've been watching the channel, I've been switching my tools out lately. And um, these things are really cool. I love the package of this thing. I'm sorry for you on the audio. But on the video side, you can see here, it's in a really great package. But what's really cool is these will actually stand up. So that way, when I have my this laying on the bench, I can look down and just pull a punch right out. Now, I like these punches because they have these little like rubber grommets on them. So it's really easy. Your fingers kind of go right onto them and keeps them from slipping out. So definitely go check these out. I have a link down in the description below. They'll be on Amazon. But if you go to Real Avid, you go right to their web page and you use the checkout code RARB22, it'll save you 10% off your entire order at realavid.com. And with prices being the way they are today, everybody could always use a break. Definitely go check that out. So definitely keep your eye on the channel because we've got some changing content coming up for 2023. If I can get some deals going here, we're going to have some really cool stuff going on. So change, I know there's been two years of a lot of product reviews. Um, that I just need to do that to get the, the cycle up to an every week. But um, we're going to have some, we're going to start having some fun in 2023 because we're going to start seeing these products in use. So definitely keep your eye out on the channel. And if you're watching on YouTube, right over there, there's two videos for you. The top one's what YouTube thinks you'll like. Bottom one is something that I think you'll like. So definitely go check those out. Thanks for listening. Hope you're staying safe out there and look forward to talking to you again soon.